Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thanks, Andrew. Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. My name is Roger and this podcast is where my partner Ruth and I share our reviews of TV shows that we have binged watched together. Ruth, what are we reviewing on this episode? We are reviewing Ted Lasso Season 3. And just so everybody knows, we literally just got up from our couch downstairs after watching the final episode and came straight up to our offices to start recording this episode. So yes, we're going to try to keep the energy normal, but it may mm-hmm. We may be we may be in our feelings a bit. That's all I've got to say. So Ruth, tell us, what is this show all about? Okay, yes. So in case you didn't listen to our review of seasons one and two and haven't watched any of the show, which what is wrong with you? Um, (laughs) You haven't. Ted Lasso's overall plot follows Jason Sudeikis, who's Ted Lasso, as an American football coach who goes to London to take over a struggling soccer club, AFC Richmond, only to discover a new family among the team's crew of misfits, as well as the staff owner and coaches moving into season three we start off with the newly promoted afc richmond facing ridicule as the media projects them as dead last in the premier league and nate now hailed as the wonder kid has gone to work for rupert at west ham united oh the (laughs) angst from the first season Rebecca becomes focused again on defeating Rupert, and Keely is navigating being the boss of her own PR agency. Ted is dealing with the pressures of leading the team and some pressures at home, too. It was great to see his son visiting, though. Is that a spoiler? I gotta say it. And I love it. I loved it when he waved at Nate. Again, the rule is, if it's in the trailer for the show, we can talk about it. So he waves at Nate at... A soccer game. We are introduced to some new and quirky characters. Keely's new staff. Can I just say Barbara? <laughs> Zava. More character development for Jade. A special guy in Denmark. And Mama Lasso. Lottie. That Lottie Lottie. She likes to party. <laughs> and we can't forget the team. Oh my gosh. All the characters of the team. The individuals on the team, the soccer matches are incredible. And I I just can't say anything more because I'm just going to tell you all about it and give it all away. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, give us some of the show data. Yeah, it's Ted Lasso. It's season three. Uh, it dropped March 2023. It's rated TVM and mostly for Roy Kent's F-bombs. Where to watch is <laughs> Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> Amount of episodes is 12, genre is comedy drama. Production staff a note, Brendan Hunt, Jacob Sudeikis, Bill Lawrence, and Brett Goldstein are all EPs and other part of the writing staff. Cast of notes are Jason Sudeikis, Brendan Hunt as Coach Beard, Brett Goldstein as the uh, ever gruff. Roy Kent. <laughs> Nick Muhammad comes back to play Nate. Hannah Waddingham uh, is the owner of the team. 
Juno Temple uh, plays Keely Jones, Phil Dunster, Toheeb Jamo, Christo Fernandez, uh, and others are on the team. The Rotten Tomatoes scores 81 from critics and 74% from viewers. I am just devastated uh, by that <laughs> mark. Uh, uh, and there are some probably some reasons for that, um, but uh, no awards for this season yet. I will say big yet. No. So, yeah. Ruth, why did we watch this? So it was inevitable that we watched this. Of course, <laughs> after seasons one and two, I love this show so much. I hesitate to say super fan because it feel, makes me feel like I need to know everything about it, the ins and outs. But I am a big believer. Do you have that? <laughs> Hashtag believe. How about you, Roger? Yeah, I am a super fan. Um, <laughs> I, I joke with a friend of mine that this is my lost like when we oh, when Lost wait. came out, my friend and I were watching it, you know, simultaneously, and he would like delve you into every yeah, every every little detail. Like, did you see the tattoo on the shark? You know, what book is you know they're oh, reading wow. on the beach while they're sitting there? I mean, he, it was just he was doing deep dives, and I am exactly the same. I'm you know I'm the person that was like you know first episode of the season in Rupert's office I'm like he's the emperor from Star Wars he's the emperor from Star Wars that makes Nate, <laughs> you totally were that, that makes Nate Anakin and he's redeemable so uh, uh. <laughs> I, got, I get super excited I even uh, last year went on a trip to, to London and I actually visited the places where they filmed this the the pub the pitch their practice pitch um you know so i i yes. consider myself a super fan i have a t-shirt so i think you do have a t-shirt yeah. and we do have the poster on our wall we do coming up the stairway every time we come up and down the stairway we can see it yeah sometimes yeah. i touch it <laughs> we uh <laughs> we even figured out by by living on the west coast uh, of the United States, we could wa- start watching it at nine o'clock on Tuesdays instead of having to wait till Wednesday. So we've been yes. we've been Tuesday watching. So yeah, there was no question we were watching the third season of Ted Lasso. Oh, absolutely! And I would, I might become a super fan. I think I've you've watched it three times, but I <laughs> I don't know all the ins and outs. But yes, oh, it's fabulous. All right, Ruth. So let's get at it. This is the point of the show where we give three positives and one negative. And so what's your first positive? It's purely selfish, Roger. (laughs) My first positive is I love how I feel when I watch the show. Mm -hmm. So I think it started as a bomb, like during the pandemic, right? We had joy and connectedness, the team. I miss being on teams in many ways. They were foundational in my life, my sports teams, and brought a lot of connection. And also having a good coach, just good coaches in general, Seeing Ted Lasso coach the scene brings me a lot of joy. It's the kindness and the mentorship um, through their ups and downs. So, yeah, it just leaves me feeling positive about life. And I want to hold on to that. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that selfishness. I think that's a good thing. (laughs) I think TV should hopefully make us feel that way and not make us feel icky. But I think it's okay. Yes, thank you. Okay, so what about you? What's your first positive? Well, this, there's been a lot of discussion about this online. I've seen lots of people talking about this. But the, for me, the definitely the theme of this season, and it was destined to be this way, was you know the theme of redemption. Everybody's redeemable. And I just love that concept. Mm-hmm. That, uh, And there were people on the show that 
I don't want to spoil anything, but I thought would never be redeemable. I mean, everybody, you know, had their their mindset up that the, that the Nate's arc was going to take him to, to having some redemption with Ted and the team. But oh, there yeah. are plenty of other people that <laughs> in the show, and I won't mention names because I don't want to spoil anything. Because I, you know, when I this is going to be really hard for us, at least for me, because I don't oh, want to yes. spoil anything. But almost every single character that you may have hated during the course of this show. And I'll say it, except Rupert, because he's just evil. But almost everybody else that you might have think, oh, that person's a jerk. It's like, in the end, they're redeemable. This show just does an incredible job of saying that no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, if people show love to you, you can be redeemable. And so yes. that, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm just super. I think that is the outcome. message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about your second positive? Okay, so I can't give it away either, can I? But I could not, I can't, I couldn't in season two imagine Nate being redeemable. I Mm. hated him with a passion (laughs) for what he did. It was horrible. I didn't want to hate him. But And Jade, what a gift in his life. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect that either. I thought she was a jerk at first, too. It's like, who is she? And is she going to be a jerk to, to Nate as well? But I'll just say that story arc was really very powerful and surprising but they did they did a good job with it without saying anymore yeah i thought the funniest thing i saw online was a was a instagram reel where someone had said i i know nate's going to be redeemed but i don't care unless nick muhammad comes to my house and apologizes to me directly (laughs) that's right (laughs) i I saw a few of those like nate still ain't yeah, and he I, also apologized to me. Yeah, yeah, me personally, Nick Muhammad, the actor, needs to come in personally apologize to me. I, you know, I was I was super stoked at the end of season two because I was like, they're gonna redeem him. They're gonna redeem him, and you know the, how the story plays out is just incredible. So, I and agree. do they redeem him? Or you kind of already gave some of it, but <laughs> but um, we don't know. We have to watch <laughs> it. But okay, so what is your second positive? Yeah, th- this show from the very beginning, all three seasons, they've put Easter eggs, and there's so many, and, and some of them you may never even understand, like players' names or old coaches that, that Jason Steak has had, like it's that deep as the cut. Yeah, you, yes. And, and the, even my sister the other day was like, did you notice all the Wizard of Oz references? I'm like, what Wizard of Oz references? What are you talking about? <laughs> so th- they do a great job of embedding uh, okay, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, just yeah. There's just a just lot. Just in of general. Uh-huh. But, but the the one that really got me because I'm a Star Wars fan was the comparisons between the three movies and these three, the original three movies and these three seasons. And so, if you follow along and you listen to interviews from Jason Sudeikis, he talks about you know the season two being Emperor Strikes Back and season three being Return of the Jedi. And, you know, it's just, yeah, the symbolism through those Easter eggs just always just grabs me and holds me. And I want to search out every single one. And I don't want people to tell me I want people, I want to find them myself. So one of the reasons I love watching the show. Yes. And then you pointing, I caught some of them and then you say the other ones. I'm like, what? I got, I think it's worth watching at least a couple times because you pick up things well obviously you've watched it the other seasons a few few times 
<laughs> yeah. Well, just like this, the final episode. Yeah, well, I won't give a bunch of spoilers away, but they come full full circle from the first episode in the first season. Like they yes. come, they come back to a lot of stuff that happened in that first episode. So. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that happened in the first episode. I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just the Easter eggs have always mm-hmm. been super fun for me. So Ruth, what's your third positive? In spite of rambling a bit in the middle which i know is a lot of people have talked about like the sheep in keely's office maybe we could have cut that a little tighter but you know and introducing more characters into the mix season three is still much better tv i think i think than most series the characters fit together beautifully the theme that everyone is redeemable which we're talking about or almost everyone and then after that, like they continue their journey of learning. So as I mentioned, the kindness and mentoring, and then it's wonderful to see the characters live that out on their own. It's kind of relentless optimism, optimism pitted against genuine adversity, not Pollyanna, but like real life stuff in the midst of what I, I just thought persistence, pers- persistent perseverance. That's kind mm. of hard to say, but basically dealing with your demons in a courageous way and that's what i want to see more of what i like to see i read a viewer review online and they Mm -hmm. said they stopped watching because it was kind of meandering and going all over the place and i just think what a shame for that person (laughs) that they didn't stick with it for these yes last two episodes just were huge payoffs um for everything that they built and uh, i think it was all an arc or it was all part of the larger story you know Achilles being in a PR firm or it was all part of you know it led somewhere it's okay for me if in the middle of a walk like you meander a bit and then but man they punched it out in the end yeah we review season five of the marvelous Miss Maisel this season as well and no comparison right I mean the, the Throughout the whole season of five of Miss Marvelous Basil, they went just all these different places and didn't wrap them up in the end. And it, although the last episode was fulfilling, I think nothing mm. compared to this season. I mean, I think that everything, like you said, the story arcs were continuing on. There may have been some new ones, but yeah, why would I want to see the same old stuff? So uh, I was I was glad that that it ended the way it did. And I and I think this season maybe not be quite as good as the first two, but it's. But that's like that's like really high bar to try to to jump yeah. over, right? So so you give them some grace and some slack and stick it out for those last two episodes because man, they just blow you away. Yeah, the last two episodes. That's true. I'm thinking of when we finished the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It was a good feeling, but not like this. Like Mm-mm. there were. That's different. That's a good comparison. I agree. So, what about your third third positive? Yeah, I keep going back to the themes that are embedded in the show. And Mm -hmm. I think that part of the reason that some people had a problem with it, because there wasn't as much about Ted in the third season, you know, he had an arc, but it it wasn't like the main thing. And he wasn't involved in everybody's stuff like he had been those first two seasons. But I think that that's a perfect way to possibly end this show is to show that these characters have not only accepted the lasso way, but implemented it without yeah. Ted. And if yeah. you're and if you're any kind of mentor or teacher, that's what you want, mm-hmm. right? That's what you want from the people that you're trying to build into is for them to get it and do it on their own, so they don't need you. So I think that that 
if you can't yeah, grasp that, you, you may need to, yeah. yeah, it's a good coach. You know, it's, a, it's a good mentor. It's a good whatever, right? Teacher mm-hmm. and a good friend or whatever it is. You, you want people that are going to help you succeed on your own and, and not have to rely on them all the time. And so I think it was a perfect ending for for the se- for the show, for the season, if that's what it is, to, to for see the characters really taking what Ted taught them and Im- implementing it on their own. I think it's just absolutely an outstanding way. Um, if, we, if we looked at Ted the first couple of seasons and we all said, oh, we all need to be that kind, right? Right. <laughs> then, then this is the perfect end because it shows people doing that on their own. Yes. Without Ted. And so I just think that that's perfect. Spreading it around. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, so Ruth, what's your one negative? Okay. So again, we, we just finished watching the final episode. So I wrote this, thought about this, wrote some notes before we started. Um, so I was thinking that there weren't any positive examples of LGBTQIA plus relationships that played out largely on the show. I think I would still say that I liked what they did in the final episode. Mm-hmm. They didn't explore in throughout the series Colin's relationship more, for example. And I, I love that. I love that Trent came out to Colin and supported him, but there are no connected lines through all that. And I think there could have been. So Jack mm-hmm. and Keeley's relationship wasn't a, an ultimately a positive one playing out, but maybe Keeley could have been connected to Colin through all of that and offered him support and they could have supported each other. But maybe that would have been too much to exaggerate it or contrived in terms of portray- portraying uh, more diverse relationships. So that's just my thoughts about that. But maybe then I thought I was just missing Keely in general and her friendship with Rebecca. They didn't, they had different separate storylines mm-hmm. um, and they seemed to be spinning their wheels a bit this season. But again, it all came together at the end and it <laughs> doesn't have to be tied up neatly in a bow and they were, their friendship is strong and it just shows, you know, life happens. But if you have a strong friendship, you make time for each other and connect. So that was my one kind of negative if I had to pick something. How about you? Well, this is also a selfish one. <laughs> <laughs> this could be it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's been no official announcement by Apple that the show's done. Jason Sudeikis has been fairly vague but also clear at the same time that, you know, it was designed for three seasons. They wrote it for three seasons. They finished it in three seasons. Um, I I have one possible spinoff that I think might um, happen. And you and Ruth and I can talk about that offline, but I'm not going to share it now because it would be a major spoiler, but I do think there's a possibility for one spinoff for for the show. But besides that, it's probably done. And that is sad, but at the same time, I'm also very glad about it. You know, if people were complaining that it meandered now, if we got into six, seven seasons, you know, them going up and down the ladder of the, the, you know, the the European soccer leagues and, you know, it it just would have drawn it out. And sometimes shows need to end, you know, Yeah, couldn't see this having 256 
seasons like Grey's Anatomy or, you know, even seven seasons of one of my favorite shows, The West Wing, was probably almost one too many or two too many. Hmm. You think seven? I mean, I can't even go to watch Grey's Anatomy. It's just too daunting now. Yeah. I never watched it. So I'm like, nope. Maybe (laughs) I never say never, but isn't it? It's like a good concert or like. I liken it to a good book, right? I mean, yes, you can have sequels to books and that's fine, but the, yeah. but the book itself, the original book or the books should be self-contained in some form or fashion. Danny McBride's, when he signed his latest HBO contract, he told them he didn't want to do shows any more than three seasons. Mm. So if you, mm-hmm. if you watch uh, Vice Principals or if you watched, um, Yeah, the Righteous Gemstones. You know, notice that he does two or three seasons and he's out because he's telling the story and then he moves on to a different story. And yeah, you got to leave it with people wanting a bit more. Yeah. That's like a good date or (laughs) or a concert where you just end with, you're like, man, that was so good. I could have listened to him forever. But, you know, all night, I mean, some dates that go all night could be great, but (laughs) I'm rambling here. But, you know, they just, you got to leave people just on a high note yeah, and, and walk away. <laughs> and, if, and if that's the case with Ted Lasso, and I'm sure in the next week or so after this episode drops of our show, oh. we'll, we'll probably find out or hear more. But I do think that if this is where it ends, I'm sad, but at the same time, uh, I'm okay with it. So I'm not really sure if that's a negative or not, but I definitely feel like some sadness. Uh, that, is, yeah. that it ends but if this is the way it ends i'm good with that yeah mm-hmm. i'm hope they do something with it like you said yeah Just, we shall see we shall see so ruth skip it or binge it we don't even have to do this part <laughs> right? <laughs> i for think you, like binge I, it. I know for us if you even if you're not a sports fan it really does not matter Go with the go with the heart of the whole thing and the relationships and the characters. Give yeah. it a whirl. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched this show yet, uh, what is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> I, I, will, I will not be saying that very often <laughs> on this podcast, but I'm just very passionate about this show. I I think that it's like you said when you when you leave it, you feel good and yeah. And I, I just can't imagine anyone watching it and not feeling that way. It's it's a good injection of being a good human. Mm, <laughs> and, yeah, and, that's a good way to and put so it. So I, I think we all kind of need a little bit of that. So I say binge it, binge it, binge it. And uh, thank goodness it'll be on the internet forever. So that, so that's I've, true. I've watched it three times through and I'm sure I'll probably watch it. I'll join couple, you next A couple time. more times. Mm. So, yeah. So there you have it. Our review of... Apple TV Plus's Ted Lasso season three. This is our fifth season of Call the Binge Wife. What other shows are we reviewing this season, Ruth? Wow, it's hard to think of anything else but Ted Lasso at the minute, but we are binging and reviewing The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season five, The Diplomat season one, Firefly Lane season two, and Queen Charlotte. So all these episodes of Call the Binge Wife are currently available to binge on whatever podcast streamer you're using, Ruth. How can people connect with us? So email us at callthebingewife 
at gmail.com, all one word. Join our Facebook group or connect with us on Instagram at call underscore the underscore binge wife. We would love to hear from you. Let us know when you finish Ted Lasso season three, the whole series, not if, but when. And let us know what you thought too. Yeah, I'd ask a specific question of if they had a spinoff, what spinoff would you want there to be from Ted Lasso? Oh, good question. Yeah. yeah. So go go on the Facebook group and uh, answer that question. What spinoff would you like to see from Ted Lasso? I love that. We are excited you joined us for this episode. And remember, when you don't know what to watch next, call, call the, the binge, binge wife. wife.